0: Women's Health Melbourne is an innovative, holistic fertility and women's health practice. We are world leaders in IVF and egg freezing and provide our patients with every opportunity to achieve their goals. Our hand picked expert
1: team provides the ultimate care experience for our patients. Reach us at womenshealthmelbourne.com.au and follow us at Women's Health Melbourne and at Dr. Rayleigh Hello and welcome back to Knocked Up, the podcast about fertility and women's health. You were joined, as always, by me, Geordie Morrison, and Dr. Ralia Liu, CREI Fertility Specialist. Welcome back, Ralia Thanks, Jordi. Today's topic is due to many requests. It's abortion, and we're talking about it in the context of Victoria, specifically. Ralia, thanks for covering this topic with us. We know it's not usually something we discuss with fertility?
0: I think it should be because abortion is part of the spectrum of the medical care provided for women going through a fertility journey and many of our listeners are interested in Knocked Up because they're in the process of actively planning a family. But even women actively planning a family and desperately wanting to be pregnant with a healthy baby... Sometimes I have to consider the idea of abortion because sometimes pregnancies do go wrong and sometimes doctors will put it to a woman who wants to be pregnant, whether she wants to continue her pregnancy or not, given some medical information that's been discovered about her pregnancy. One thing that I would really like to do in this episode is address the stigma around abortion and potentially the shame that women feel around the topic of abortion because I've treated women in medicine and in gynecology for many, many years and I can tell you that it is the same women in their history that have faced these questions. It's not one group of women who've had abortions and another group of women who've had children. Often these are different chapters in the... Timeline of a reproductive story, and I think it's really important that we have access to abortion in Australia. I think it's really important that we have legal access to abortion. While an an uncomfortable topic for some and one that we're never all going to agree on, I think it's really important to cover it. So I'm really pleased to cover it on Knocked Up today.
1: Let's start at what a definition of it is. So, what is an abortion?
0: An abortion is Otherwise known as a pregnancy termination or termination of pregnancy or surgical termination of pregnancy if it's a surgery can sometimes be abbreviated to STOP, S-T-O-P. What it is is using a deliberate method, either medical using medicines or surgical using surgery to end a pregnancy. And abortion is legal in Victoria? It hasn't always been uh, but abortion was decriminalised in Victoria in 2008. Before that there was quite a grey zone and um, that was clarified by the Abortion Law Reform Act in 2008 and under this legislation any pregnant person can access abortion up to 24 weeks of pregnancy. Now a lot of people might feel uncomfortable with the idea of aborting a pregnancy on demand at 24 weeks but I would reassure listeners that the vast majority of women who decide to end a pregnancy do so quite early between six and 12 weeks gestation and it is unusual to have abortions at much later than this stage of pregnancy for most people and it usually does take this amount of time for a pregnant person to confirm their pregnancy diagnosis and to also fully consider their options with support.
1: I was going to say I've only, in my mind, I'd only heard of um, abortions being available up to 12 weeks, the first trimester. So when would someone consider aborting up to 24 weeks?
0: I would think that's quite unusual. It's, it's really unusual. So abortion uh, between 12 and 24 weeks is legal and a woman can actually ask for this without having to have a committee involved or the opinion of two doctors. But it is very rare. It may be associated with a problem being diagnosed in the pregnancy um, on ultrasound that is performed routinely, looking at the way that a baby is growing at approximately 19 to 20 weeks. And then beyond 24 weeks? This is very rare. Yeah. So, look, abortion beyond 24 weeks is incredibly rare and is only permitted for medical reasons. And it might be that a baby, say, for example, an example is an where we've discovered that the baby's born without a brain and is going to pass away at birth. So that's an example. And whenever there's a, an example like that, a panel has to agree of at least two doctors that it, it is an appropriate thing to induce an abortion for the patient. So it's only under very specific conditions that abortion is permitted beyond 24 weeks. If you've
1: decided you want to have an abortion, so let's. I think, I think let's talk primarily about that first trimester. How
0: do you go about it? So the first port of call should always be your GP. This is where we come into sometimes, I guess, a bit of a barrier to accessing care. There are other ways, um, but I would encourage most people to see their GP and if they're not comfortable seeing their regular GP for whatever reason, to see a different GP. GPs do have the obligation to provide abortion care to women and a GP who may hold a personal objection to that or a personal conscientious objection to abortion has to be fully transparent with the patient that that is their position and refer the patient to another provider, another GP, another medical practitioner who doesn't object and that is part of the GP's duty of care and legal obligation to the patient. There are safe access to abortion services in Victoria through public hospital systems and there are some contacts available to help access abortion services in Victoria um, and specifically um, there is a online contact which we can put in the show notes.
1: Once you've decided to go ahead with the abortion and you've seen your GP – What's the process and what do
0: people need to be
1: informed about before going ahead? People need to be
0: informed of their options but they also need to be counselled to ensure that they don't suffer decisional regret and also to ensure that they have support whatever their decision may be. And the job of the counsellor is not to talk a patient into an abortion or talk them out of an abortion. It's just to help the patient fully reflect on their circumstances so that whatever decision they make is the right decision for them in their space and time. So when a pregnant person seeks to have an abortion, they need to be fully informed about the procedure, any risks associated with their choice of procedure, pain relief options that should be offered to them. If they're choosing to have a surgical abortion, also anaesthetic risks for the surgery should be discussed. And of course, counselling support should be provided before and after the procedure.
1: You've mentioned that there's medical and surgical abortions. Could you talk us through what they, what they are, how they're done?
0: Sure. So medical abortion is a very common type of abortion. It is usually the use of two medications together, uh, one called mifepristone and another called misoprostol. And they can be used together effectively up to 63 days or 9 weeks of pregnancy. Misoprostol is a medication that softens and dilates the cervix and encourages uterine contractions to expel the pregnancy. Whereas mifepristone is a progesterone receptor blocker that prevents progesterone from hormonally supporting the pregnancy. Mifepristone encourages the body to let go of the pregnancy and misoprostol encourages the uterus to expel the pregnancy. So, using these medications can be prescribed by a doctor but self administered at home and usually induce a miscarriage like experience, an abortion within about 36 to 48 hours. Combining these medications is safe and um, is very effective. And then a surgical abortion
1: happens in a surgical abortion?
0: A surgical abortion is a procedure that is done in general under an anaesthetic. Uh, the procedure itself is sometimes called a DNC, although gynecologists refer to DNC, dilatation of the cervix, curatage of the uterus uh, for many different types of gynecological examinations of the uterus. In this case, we usually use a suction aspirator, which is a soft, flexible tube that applies suction. We place the suction aspirator inside the uterus and rotate the suction aspirator aiming to remove the pregnancy sac. At this time of pregnancy, the pregnancy sac is smaller than a small apricot and can be removed quite effectively by this method. It's true that surgical abortion can be performed up to 24 weeks. Uh, It is a procedure that is very rarely done at later gestations, however, and I would encourage patients who would need that to be done to do so in a service where abortion services are provided regularly um, so that your doctor has considerable expertise and experience in treating uh, that slightly larger pregnancy in terms of an abortion with skill and to reduce the risk of complications. So after the abortion, what happens next? After the abortion, counselling services should be provided to support the patient. If a pregnancy was conceived by accident, it is appropriate and relevant to offer the patient some advice about contraception to prevent a similar situation arising again unless a pregnancy is wanted. Really important to offer emotional support after an abortion. How women feel about abortion will relate to their own personal circumstances. I can tell you that in my experience, no woman asks for an abortion lightly. They've usually given it great consideration. And while we always worry about a patient experiencing regret, most patients report feeling relief after having an abortion and feel they've made the right decision for them at the time, particularly if they've had the option to have professional support and counselling before making their decision?
1: I think it's important to do some myth-busting around abortion because I think both of us, when we said we were going to talk about this topic, got a few questions that I guess I certainly didn't expect um, and you probably have had the same. Let's start about fertility because that's,
0: that's your area. Can abortion cause infertility? Occasionally can. Occasionally that can occur. If you have a surgical abortion and you have a complication of a suction curatage procedure and this can happen also after management of a miscarriage for example, there is a syndrome called Asherman syndrome and Asherman syndrome is scarring and adhesion formation within the lining of the uterus that can happen after an infection or an inflammatory process, and it can cause the two layers of the uterine lining to stick together. This is a rare, rare complication. It will affect a small minority of people, definitely less than one in a thousand women having a surgical termination of pregnancy will have this complication. For most people, abortion does not cause infertility. Most people who've had an abortion can go on and have another pregnancy without any impacts from the abortion. And certainly this complication is not associated with medical abortion. It's one of those things that you can't say it can absolutely not cause infertility because there is this rare complication where it can, but it's very, very unlikely to cause any issues with future fertility.
1: Could someone get Asherman's syndrome without having had an abortion?
0: Oh, definitely. There's lots of different reasons for Asherman's syndrome. For example, It can happen after a sexually transmitted infection or it can happen after tuberculosis of the uterus. It can happen after any instrumentation of the uterus for surgery. So it's generally a condition that happens rarely, but often when it does happen, it might have been associated with an infection. Um, It can happen when someone has a baby naturally and gets an infection after giving birth. It's definitely not only caused by this concern.
1: Regarding long-term psychological harm, this is a really big decision. Can abortion cause someone to experience long-term mental
0: health issues? I think it can. I think it can and I've I've looked after patients before where they've come to see me because they want to have a baby later in life and they can often reflect on a pregnancy they did terminate earlier in life, specifically if they found that, At this stage of their reproductive journey, they're finding it very difficult or maybe even impossible to have a baby with their own eggs. So I think it can cause long-term psychological consequences to have an abortion. But human emotions are very complicated and we're all very different. And most of the published evidence suggests that the most common feeling women have after an abortion is relief because most women have an abortion after a very serious thought process of consideration of their options. And women who have received support feel that they have made a decision that was right for them at the time. And most women will not report emotional or psychological long term trauma. I think life is complicated. And I think, especially where a decision has been difficult, some women may feel sadness and negative feelings, or later re- reflecting um, back on the situation, even regret. And I think women need to seek professional counselling and guidance before having a termination and also after having a termination to ensure that they are supported no matter what their decision is. Can abortion cause
1: breast cancer or other types of cancer?
0: No, that's a myth we can easily bust. There have been no links between abortion and breast cancer or any other types of cancer for that matter. Is a medical abortion very painful? A medical abortion can be quite painful. It is a bit like having a miscarriage can be quite painful. Medical abortion is usually accompanied by bleeding and often quite severe cramping as the uterus expels the pregnancy. Pain relief should be prescribed at the same time that medications to induce an abortion are prescribed. And that will usually allow women to cope with the discomfort of a medical abortion. I also think that pre-treatment education is really important so that women understand what to expect. And that helps set expectations. A lot of the time, medical abortion does happen at home. uh, But it can be something that a woman requires support from, for example, GP or potentially in after-hours contacts, even through an emergency department, if pain is, is unable to be tolerated or bleeding is very, very heavy.
1: What about if there's a complication with the pregnancy? So say you've got an ectopic pregnancy and that's surgically managed, is that considered to be an abortion?
0: No. So the management of an ectopic pregnancy would not be considered an abortion, And abortion really refers to a pregnancy that if we didn't intervene, that pregnancy could potentially go to term and deliver a baby, whereas an ectopic pregnancy is a pregnancy in the wrong place. So that means that an ectopic pregnancy, if left to its own devices, will never make a baby and what it can instead do is result in a burst fallopian tube which can cause severe internal bleeding and even put a woman's life in jeopardy. So that would not be considered an abortion.
1: Does an abortion have a lasting effect on the uterus? Could someone tell if you've had an abortion?
0: No. So usually there are, for most people, thankfully, no surgical complications of a straightforward surgical abortion. And certainly there's no evidence left behind of a medical abortion so there's no way that somebody could look at a pelvic ultrasound for example and know whether or not a woman had had an abortion. Can an abortion cause abnormal natural killer cells? No natural killer cells are part of the big family of our immune system they're an important part of reproductive health but having an abortion does not have any long-term immunological impacts that we are aware of on reproductive function moving forward
1: and in terms of access, we're very lucky in Australia that we
0: do have access to abortion. Are there any hospitals to avoid because they won't perform them? Usually Catholic hospitals will not perform abortion services, but my advice would be to seek advice from the, if you're in Melbourne or if you're in Victoria, have a look on the Royal Women's Hospital website and there are links to where you can access safe, abortion services. There's also Mari Stopes, which provide abortion services in the private sector. There is a legal requirement that abortion services are provided for women in a safe area. The zones around a hospital where abortion services are provided must have a 150 meter zone where protesters can't be there, uh, women can't be harassed you know, other people sometimes do, Uh, you might have seen in in other countries, particularly in, in the USA, often abortion clinics have been picketed and women have been either verbally or physically assaulted trying to access abortion services. So in Victoria, we have the Victorian Public Health and Wellbeing Act, and it was amended in 2016 to establish a legally protected safe access zone within a 150-metre radius of abortion service providers.
1: And if you've started off the process with your GP, they will only refer you to somewhere where you can get one?
0: And your GP, if you're accessing an early-stage medical abortion with your GP, usually it will happen at home. So medical abortion is very effective and surgical abortion is only required where either the pregnancy is beyond nine weeks gestation or for whatever reason, if medical abortion hasn't worked, or if there's a reason not to use it in an individual patient. Thank you, Raelia. It's been a really tricky topic. And look, it's it's one of those topics that I think may be triggering for some people. But I think it is really important to talk about. I, I do believe women should have access to safe abortion. I don't think anyone should be forced to be pregnant against their will. And I also don't think... It's anyone else's business when a woman decides to terminate a pregnancy. I've treated many women over the years who have been in this situation and I guarantee not one of them has treated this situation flippantly or lightly. It's a really personal and important right that a woman should have, in my opinion, to access abortion and she deserves dignity, respect and assistance if that's her choice. Thank you, Radia. We'll put all these
1: references in the show notes as well to make it easy to find. To support Knocked Up, leave us a review or recommend to a friend. Join us on Instagram at Knocked Up Podcast and join Raylia at Dr Raylia Lu. And email us your questions to podcast at women's dot you.